Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. B-Pod Studios. The Felger and Maz podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sports Hub. Now, the show you'll be talking about. That was not me hemming and hawing. In therapy. Socks! Socks, socks, stupid socks. It's Felger and Maz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. For the Dolphins, takes a knee to end this football game. Miami wins at 31-17. The Dolphins improve to 6-2. They stay unbeaten at home. Winning for the 16th time in 18 games in South Florida. And heading the Patriots their ninth loss in their last 11 visits here. Program Felder Maserati coming to you on Halloween Tuesday, October 31st from our Town Fair Tire Studios here in Waltham. Uh, we're brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook that broadcasts here daily. Uh, 98.5 The Sports of FM Dial in Boston and the simulcast that beams across New England and the country on NBC Sports Boston. It's a big boy Tuesday. Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal will be along forthwith. Maz and Big Jim Murray alongside in the Halloween spirit. Murray, what do we got today? Uh, just like 80s rocker look. You know, I was doing some uh, house cleaning. I found this old crap from a getup I did years ago. I was like, oh, what the hell? why the hell not? It fits. Yeah, it right. Yeah. I mean, that could be, uh, like, who could that be? Uh, I mean, kind of. I mean, with the nose, like, uh, hoo-hoo, Robin. I could kind of look like Howard Stern a little bit, I feel like. <laughs> you might, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> not bad. I can see that. <laughs> Someone in the hallway said Joe Dirt. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, just like, uh, you know, with the... The jean vest and the the long hair and the bandana around the neck. Just kind of like 80s rocker vibe. I like Halloween, so why the hell not? Okay, so there we are. Uh, Big Boy will be along again uh, shortly. So when he doesn't show up on time, I just read his uh, email. Uh, Let's see. First email. FYI, I'm just starting film work right now. That would explain why he's late. Because my supplier's internet was out all day yesterday. His supplier. What does that mean? His drug dealer. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? That his supplier's internet was out all day yesterday. Somebody who gives him stuff. He said, I thought... His neighbor changed their Wi-Fi is what that is. I thought a little (laughs) about whether this Patriots defense is now extinct, but the numbers outside this year have looked good to me. The probably, they probably, the probably with both offenses is the offensive lines are playing awful. I don't, you people in your voice recognition software, I just don't know. He says, Giants, Raiders, and Pats have been horrible. Oh, he says, I'm dressing up as the big boy today. And he did. <laughs> yep, there it is. Yeah, right. There it is. 
Live and in color. And on cue, here's a big boy himself, Greg Bedard, getting settled. I like the fact that, that he actually wrote his name on the shirt. Okay, so. Looked like he just came from a Wisconsin game. <laughs> he did write big boy on the shirt. I think we would have gotten that otherwise. Anyways, he's getting settled. I, 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 we're going to have to wait for him to chime in because the voice recognition, so I have no idea what that sentence meant. Uh, quickie thoughts on the offensive film. Mac was not good in this game, again, but I don't think he's the biggest problem. If you expect him to elevate everything a la Brady, then he is. But I just don't think that's reality. People like Big Jim and other spoiled fans around here expect that. But sorry, you don't get a goat every year. Murray, your thoughts since he was addressing you? Well, I mean, every week we seem to have some sort of beef about Mac Jones. I don't think we're ever going to see eye to eye on it. I'm not expecting goat status. I'm just expecting a little bit better than suck. And so people want to say, like, you know, because they were just playing the Dolphins, well, if you put Mac on that team, it'd be the same. And now, like, now I think it's more proof than ever. It wouldn't be the same. And I think to back myself up with that is, like, Tua was able to get more out of guys that you now have, specifically Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki. So it wouldn't be the same. I just need him to not suck. I actually need him out of, uh, out of my face. Can you trade him, please, between now and four? Patriots, please. I'm begging you. Big boy, uh, Jim needs him to not suck. Do you think he doesn't suck right now? I don't think he... I don't think he completely – no, he doesn't completely suck right now. I just think he's a he's a byproduct of what is around him. And, by the way, on on the big boy thing, like yeah. it, the writing big boy, like it's on like the – Oh, okay. It's Got there. It. I think it's an essential part. <laughs> like the real big boy has written big boy. Oh, really? Right oh, I didn't here. know that. Oh, yeah. all right. I didn't know that either. So okay. I thought it was an essential part of the, yeah, very of the outfit. Um, you know, but on Mac Jones, I mean, I just think that – you know, there are so many things wrong with this offense right now. And and look, I had the same thoughts. You know, I'm sure everybody who was watching the Raiders last night, and basically it was the same offensive output as the Patriots had against the Dolphins. And you're looking at it, and you're just like, your first thought that comes to mind is, is this offense extinct? You know, in the modern game against, have 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 defenses figured out the Patriots offense? Okay, so can I maybe just stop you? Because that explains the thing that I wrote. Because the bottom three offenses in the league belong to the Patriots, Raiders, and Giants. Yeah, and Dayball okay? came from here. Obviously, Dayball came from here. McDaniels came from here. O'Brien came from here. So the three bottom offenses in the league, Patriots, Giants, Raiders. And you're saying is the Patriots offense extinct? That's what you meant to say. Yeah, sorry, I mean, you, you, couldn't help but, you couldn't help but ask that question watching it. Just being like, why, why isn't this offense working? Why are they all struggling at the same time? And... You know, the more I thought about it, uh, you know, it, it would be easy to say that it's extinct, that the, it's done. It's figured out. It's it's it, it's extinct in today's game. But, you know, you think about it and, you know, McDaniels last year and just his first year in in Las Vegas with Derek Carr, who's a terrible quarterback. I mean, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing. Devontae Adams had a tremendous year. Um you know, Darren Waller was, you know, good when he was healthy and all that stuff. And and so they were up there in points and yards and all that. And Max first year, they were up there in points and yards and, and, and all that stuff. So I don't think it's that like when I watched and I don't watch the, the Giants at all. I just know what people say about them. You know, to me, the thing that's constant with all three teams is their offensive lines are horrible. They're just they're awful, especially the interior play that they, they don't make it comfortable enough, you know, for the quarterback. Uh, so, you know, that's where I start with this offense. Now, I won't say that the, the offensive line was terrible in this game. No, but I, it's just 
this offense is just it's all off. Everything, you know, from routes and spacing, you know, third down, you know, they'll give up hurries or pressures and you know, it, it's it's just it's it's a it's a mess at this point. I mean, I figured it was going to take a while for O'Brien to, you know, understand what goes on in the personnel and all that stuff. But, you know, I think the the inconsistency in the personnel and now the wide receivers are being every every week there's different wide receivers out. There's different wide receivers active, inactive. On the offensive line, there's there's been constant shuffling all year. We know about the injury issues. Uh I, I just think that there's just been no consistency, and that's just made the whole thing look like a mess. Defensive side of the ball. Maz had a problem with the game plan yesterday. You? I had no issue with the game plan. I mean, you know, look, the Dolphins are just better. I mean, you know, th- that's the thing about their – we all know that their offensive line, they lost guys. They, they're down, you know, third guard. Uh, the tackles are going in and out. And you're like, oh, well, you know, they have injury issues. They, you know, it's not an issue for them. Yeah, but that's when they're able to scheme things up. Like, McDaniel has been tremendous about scheming around his offensive line. When they when when they get into a street fight, like against the Eagles, that's when they struggle, when they have to play even. But, you know, all this motion, all you know, all of that stuff makes the defensive line hesitate for a few seconds or a second, and that buys you enough time to pass the ball. The Patriots can't do that. They don't. They don't dress that up. They don't have speed where you're like, oh, oh, crap, we got to get all the way back. Then all of a sudden that opens up stuff underneath, so it's quicker for Tua to make decisions. Mac doesn't have that benefit. He doesn't have the benefit of scheme or talent, and I'm not making excuses for him. He needs to play better. And I and I have some issues with Mac, and I'm starting to have more and more doubts about just who he is as a quarterback is he ever going to be a franchise quarterback? And, you know, we we can talk about more specifics later. I just don't understand, Greg, why they changed the defensive game plan. What was wrong with three deep safeties and only giving up 24? Because then they, they obviously tried to be a little bit more aggressive and Tyreek Hill and Waddle completely toasted them. Yeah, but, you know, th- those were just... Those were just busts. You know, the the coverage calls were sound. The last one, look, it's, what was it, third and one late in the game. You got to think, all right, the Dolphins are probably going to run the ball, want to run some clock. So you're a little bit aggressive there, and you get burnt. That happens. Now, you know, Jack Jones, it looked like he he didn't play it right. You had you had two guys jump the outside guy. You had two guys jump the, the running back out of the backfield. That leaves a guy wide open. It was a bust. The other one... You know, Jackson wasn't great on it, but Mapu was worse. His eyes were in the backfield. He's not used to, you know, covering a guy like Tyreek Hill. He's used to, oh, I can look in the backfield and then I can get back. No, you look in the backfield, Tyreek Hill's gone. You know, he's a unicorn. He's different than anybody he's ever seen before. So I didn't have a problem with that. And I heard you talking about the first game plan, 24 points. Yeah, but if you went through it, and I got to call it my column from the game, the Dolphins, most of their, the Dolphins stopped themselves in that game. You know, Tua slipped thrown into the end zone. Uh, you know, there was other stuff like that in the game. I didn't think that the Patriots stopped the Dolphins at all. I thought the Dol- Dolphins limited themselves in that game. Okay, so we got two things, where the Patriots are today on the field and what's happening off the field with the uh, trade deadline. I think Jim has some production for us. Uh, Kevin, why don't you cue it? 
Two hours until the NFL trade deadline. Halloween deadline, but odd. What the hell's going on? We gonna get tricks? Belichick's gonna do nothing? Or we getting treats? Like a new quarterback who's not a loser. Okay, not quite two hours. We're looking at uh, one hour and 47 minutes, call it, until the NFL trade deadline. Greg, what are your expectations? What do you think the Patriots will do? What should they do? Uh, I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't think they're going to sell. I don't think they're going to add. If I were them, you need to sit down as a group, you know, leading into this week, probably last week, you need to identify every single guy that you have coming up after the season. And you need to, you know, run the numbers if they even do this where, you know, analytically, all right, what are the percentage? What's the, what's the offer, you know, in a, in a, a site like overthecap.com does evaluation of a, of each player. They need to have their own valuation. What is this guy going to get on the open market? What are the chances of us matching that or exceeding that? And then if it's, you know, less than 30%, then you need to sell. I don't care what it looks like on the field. I don't care, you know, what it looks like as far as buy into your locker room. You have to Handle your assets, you know, which Belichick has done a terrible job of, you know, in recent years, Joe Tooney being the biggest, biggest example of that. And so um, I would definitely be listening. Uh, I would probably take a little less on guys. I mean, look, Josh Uche is not going to be back here next year. There's no way they are going to value him like the rest of the league is. So just get rid of him. You're not going to get a comp pick. You have all this, uh, you know, free agency cash. You're going to spend probably like you did in, what was that, 2021? And that's why you didn't get a comp pick for Joe Tooney. If you're not going to get a comp pick for any of these guys two years down the road, then get rid of them now. Who do you think is running the deadline? Last question before we hit the break. Uh, I think it's Bill. Yeah. I mean, you know, until he's not here anymore, he's in charge of everything. And how do you feel about that? Uh, I, I don't think it's the way to go, but I, I don't know what else – you can do. I mean, what what are you going to – I mean, what do you think – what could the crafts do? No, I was talking about this yesterday. It, there's a bind. They're stuck. I, right. I, I don't know, you know, other than them just calling it themselves with some outside help, and I don't even know who that is. I don't I don't know where they turn, you know. I don't trust Grow. Mayo's the guy, I think, but he's never run a defense, never mind a team, never mind a board, an free agency board or an offseason or a trade board or anything like that. They don't really have anyone. This is sort of like ownership on their own if with outside counsel. I mean, I, I don't know. So I'm asking you. So why I, do we have you, big boy? I, I think that I think that the crafts needed to, you know, before today. It wouldn't be today. But at some point, you know, maybe if it was Monday, you know, after the loss, they need to make Bill answer a lot of questions, you know, and put their thumb on the scale, you know, like they did with Garoppolo. Now, you know, with Garoppolo, do I think they uttered the words, you need to trade Jimmy today? No, but they let it be known, but that's basically what you need to do. And so, you know, Jimmy was gone out the door for a second-round pick when they should have could have gotten more the, the offseason before. Uh, but they need to ask Bill about all these guys. Josh Uche, what do you think his contract looked like to be on this year? What are the chances of you giving him that? Man, not very good. Then you need to sell him. I don't care if it's a fourth or a fifth round pick. Sell him. Those picks can help you move up. They the, the Patriots will have a good pick. You know, first round, second round, third round. They can help you move up and target people. They can they can help you 
manipulate the draft board. So that's what they need to do. Maz, thoughts before we hit the break? Well, I would just say that uh, quickly as it relates to that, the Montez sweat deal, in theory, should help the price for Uche. So, like, I hear Greg say fifth or sixth right there, and I'm thinking, I don't want a fifth or sixth rounder. Like, you know, you got to do better than that. Otherwise, you're not trading anybody. Yeah, but, I mean, let's just use Uche for an example. And Here, hold it, that thought. Okay. I thought you've you've been smirking at Big Boy the whole segment. You want to just do you have anything you want to chime in on? <laughs> no, no, I, I was no, I was reacting to what he said. That's all. No, no, I do love the He's outfit. Marveling, marveling at my outfit. It's, it's cute. It's very cute. I was hoping you'd kind of grease your hair back a little bit. I, yeah, I was a little pressed do, for time. Do we have any pomade? Yeah, hey, <laughs> if somebody wants to come in, anybody has any, do you, you, you go, I got go some, nuts. I got some olive oil at my desk. Yeah, we got the big boy uh, in for a big boy Tuesday, literally today. Your call. What's the best path to a better career? Education. It can change your opportunities, your income, your future, everything. But if you think you have to quit your job to get a certificate or degree, here's something you need to know. Cambridge College is designed for busy adults. Their classes are held nights, weekends, remotely or online. Plus, they're among the most affordable colleges in the area. To find out why thousands of professionals choose Cambridge College every year, visit cambridgecollege.edu. cambridgecollege.edu. Belger and Maz continue on the Sports Hub. They had some chances to make the game interesting and, and competitive. You know, they're in the red zone. It's 14 to 7. Yeah. And Mac strikes again. I mean, Mac Jones has become like a poster child for at least one of the dumbest turnovers of the week on a weekly basis right now. And they run a little like fake screen, throw up the field, you know, and they're thinking Jalen Ramsey's going to follow the post route. But Jalen Ramsey's smart. He's been around football before. He knows his job is not to follow the post route. So he comes off it, and Mac Jones hits him right in the chest. It was a big moment of the football game. It was 14-7, and you're going, okay, the Patriots are hanging in there. And then, of course, that became nothing. And then the Dolphins went down to get a field goal to make it 17-7, and he just kind of felt like the, the Patriots were chasing ever since that point. And, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. They did some good things today, certainly, but they just don't have enough good players to hang with a team like the Miami Dolphins. Chris Sims, his commentary, Mac Jones has become the poster child for being having that one dumb turnover every single week. Uh, Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, they can't. You know, it's, this is sort of what I wrote about. I think you talked about it yesterday. Uh, the, the, the Patriots make one mistake, and it's catastrophic. Mac Jones makes one mistake. I mean, Tua throws basically the same sort of interception, you know, mindless. Really, that was a really cool coverage Whoever came up with that, uh, Steve or Gerard or whoever, they sort of riffed off that what they did in the first game. Like they showed the three deep safety thing, but then they they went to basically one deep safety, four under, then two under that, and so it was a real cool call that I think just fooled Tua. It was really nice, uh, but you know Tua makes that interception, and they also have a fumble. They fumble the exchange it deep in their red zone, their own territory, and just give them and, – and it doesn't matter. You know, they get into third and whatever, 14, third and 18, whatever. doesn't matter. They pick up 10, 15 yards easily. Now they go for it on fourth down. Bill will never, ever go for it on fourth down. I mean, they had a fourth and one somewhat near midfield early on in the game, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe you go for it here. You know, show some aggressiveness. Bill doesn't go for it. But – 
you know, because the Dolphins have so much talent and because McDaniel obviously knows what he's doing with scheme and how to, you know, pick apart the Patriots. And this, the Patriots-Belichick scheme has had all sorts of issues with the Shanahan offense going all the way back to Mike. So they know what to do against the Patriots. And it's just, it's it's easy for them. They can overcome a negative four-yard loss, you know, in the running game. That happens to the Patriots. It's over. They're punting. You know, why? Is it just because of the quarterback? Of course not. It's because they're not good enough. The scheme, for whatever reason, lack of confidence in either the receivers, the offensive line, a combination of everything, um, you know, just they can't overcome anything all right, at call, all. Calls for Greg. Uh, TJ in Waltham. Go ahead, TJ. But, Dad, I can't do this anymore. I just can't do it anymore. The kid sucks. He's a lost cause. Belichick's ready to have a heart attack on the side of the sidelines. He's a lost cause. Where'd the kid go that came in and beat up Gretzky's kid? Find him. The kid has zero balls. He has zero sack to hold the balls. Happy Halloween, boys. Bye. Okay. Matt Corral, right? Um, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, this is the guy, the, kid, the guy that beat up Gresky's kid. Uh, is that caller being too harsh on Mac Jones? He says you're making excuses for him. It's comment line, dude. Uh, well, no, I'm just telling you what the film shows. And, look, here, here's my issue with Mac. And, um, you, know, you know, pretty soon I'm going to be out on him. You know, I keep giving him time, new offensive coordinator, all the issues with the offensive line, which was legit. But, you know, being around him a little bit more this year, you know, I've been around a lot of different quarterbacks in this league. I've been uh, around some great ones, you know, whether it's Marino, Favre, Rodgers, Brady. There's just those guys and look they're some of those they're all-time greats i understand that but i've been also around other sort of quarterbacks bums the good quarterbacks in this league okay they have this quiet confidence they walk like nothing is too fast for them they're they have a uh, an internal confidence that exudes to the rest of the room when i'm when i see mac and i see this on the sideline i see it on film i see it you know in the locker room what have you Mac is like he he's all over the place. He is like a jitterbug. Like he's just I don't know how to explain it, but he's just unsettled like all the time. Like he doesn't he's not sure. I I think he is sure of himself, but he doesn't know how to outwardly do that. And as a quarterback, as a franchise quarterback of an NFL team, you have to have an an exterior of a cool confidence that you know that you're going to get it done. So that permeates to the rest of the team, and I just never ever see that with Mac. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't overcome that, and I think it it helps, it, it compounds his issues like on the field. And so, you know, I don't know. I I have a big question about you know just the intangibles part of him, whether he has it. And 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 I'm I'm running out of games. You've thought, Mess? Oh, he's not good enough. Is what it comes to. <laughs> no, no. And this is look the the confidence thing. I get, but you know what that comes from. Being good enough. Yeah. Confidence is the byproduct of demonstrated ability. Yeah. Well, if you're good enough, you know it, and you, you can deal with the bad stuff because you know how to fix it. He doesn't. I, I think it's – I really I, – I don't mean to make it quite that simple. I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I I, you know, you look at Tua. You know, is Tua a little bit better physically than Mac Jones? Yeah, probably. But he also has a scheme that, you know, most of his throws, he's got a nice pocket to step up into and throw. But the difference with Tua is that Tua does have that quiet 
confidence like that he knows he's going to come through he's done it you know time and time again whether it was coming in for Jalen Hurts in that I think it was the national championship game where he came off the bench you know and balled out and led him to a national championship but he just Tua just has the it factor I just don't know whether Mac has the it factor and you kind of need to have it in the NFL Geo and Southie hi Geo hey yeah uh, I just want to express the fact that no one's really talking about how Mac has one more year on his rookie contract. And yes, he does stink. But I think it's more useful to look at it as, okay, we can build the team up, focus on it next year with a draft pick. And then when we no longer have them on our contract, worrying about trading him and then worry about the future. Cause I mean, if we're looking at the draft and we want to draft a QB, Tyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Justin Field, Zach Wilson are all quarterbacks that were thought to be the guy, and they also stink. So how do we know that the next guy we're going to draft doesn't also stink? Let's keep them while we have them, build up the team. Okay, I'll stop you. Uh, I, I mentioned the contract every day, 10 times a day, because I think it's a huge factor with this team more than any other. They value valuable contracts, and Mac Jones has a great contract, at least for one more year. $2.7 million next year a guy who can start in the league, a guy who can play this system, knows the system, knows the playbook, that's huge value. It's going to take a lot to get him off the team, I think. So I mention it every day, all the time. Now, I agree with you that most rookie quarterbacks suck, even the ones drafted high. But the calculus doesn't change whether you draft them this year or next year or the year after. This is probably, I think, the highest pick you're going to have in a long time, hopefully. It's the highest pick Mm -hmm. you're going to have in a long time. So, look, I am no fan of drafting these quarterbacks, and the draft scares the crap out of me, but if you're not good and you're way up there and there's good guys available, you got to take them. So that's where I think they are, Greg. I don't know about you. I I agree. You know, I I, I was just thinking about, you know, what I was saying about Mac Jones. He reminds me of A.J. Feely when I covered the Dolphins. A.J. Feely was one of these guys who just, like, he was just all over the place all the time. And, you know, that's the way he played when he came in. That's why, you know, he never supplanted Jay Fiedler, who, you know, Jay Fiedler was limited, but he had a cool confidence about himself. He played, you know, he won a lot of games for the Dolphins, led them to the playoffs and things like that. But, you know, as far as, you know, Mac Jones and the quarterback, like Bill has to pick a lane. Like if Mac Jones is going to be your quarterback, then you need to build your team a certain way and you need to go about doing that. And if he's not going to do that, then go find another quarterback. You know, go find a guy with the it factor, a little bit of athletic ability, and move on. But Max here for at least another year on his rookie deal. He's not going anywhere. He can beg out of here and beg for, a, a you know, a trade. And if somebody offers you enough, fine. But, you know, Max a perfect guy to be the bridge guy to the next guy. I'm not just, I'm not just drafting a guy and putting him in there because I'm desperate. You know, he needs to be ready to play. I'm with you. Or else, you know, look at the damage like, you know, last year did to Mac Jones. I'm with you. I mean, if they're not going to go get a quarterback and pay for him, and by that I mean use resources, and they're not going to go and get use resources on the people around them, what the hell are we doing here? Guys that cover kicks. We're we're just waiting for the next Tom Brady to come down the pike? Three up, three down with the big boy coming your way after the headlines. Join Planet Fitness and get the PF Black Card. Access 2,000-plus locations and bring a friend. $1 down, $24.99 a month. Join in club or online and get the PF Black Card today. See club for details. It's very. We're back with more Felger and Mads. And now it's time for three. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on the 
Nice drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from bostonsportsjournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felder and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, some film review before we get back to your calls. Three up, three down. Is brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Three studs, three duds. From the loss in Miami, who's your number one star for the Patriots, Greg? Keon White. I thought he was, uh, you know, tremendous in his opportunities. Uh, you know, against mostly against the run, he did have one hurry. Uh, you know, I, I thought he was really good in this game. I went with Kyle Duggar. I thought he was terrific for the Patriots. I will say, though, quickly about White. For some reason on that replay they showed on Sunday, he looked gigantic. He looked like a freaking house on that defensive line. Absolutely looked huge. Oh, my God. He he looked huge. I don't know what it was. He looked gigantic. The 99? Yeah. You know, like some. I agree with you. All right, number two. Christian Barmore. He's he's in a string of having uh, terrific play. Impactful on both sides. He did... He completely lost his mind after that last, you know, the Juju Smith-Schuster hit. And, like, he was still in the locker room, like, a half an hour after the game. He was still hot about the play, saying that they were – the Dolphins were being disrespectful coming towards their sideline and stuff like that. And even some of the guys were like, just let it go. (laughs) Let it go. It's over. But uh, he's played really well the last three or four weeks. I thought he lost his marbles on that. In fact, it made me sort of sour on the whole day for him, but I also had him second. I had Barmore second. Okay. Early in that game, he had a sack, too. He was a force. Greg, uh, third. Third star. Uh, I, I, I'll i go with Kyle Duggar. He, he was certainly impactful, but, you know, he did have more, you know, issues and coverage. I think on the final Waddle touchdown, I think he could have been a little bit better. He jumped the running back along with Mac Wilson on the play. So the Patriots, you know, doubled Hill on the outside, which – was an obvious bust. Jack Jones is supposed to switch off onto Waddle, but I think Duggar is supposed to be there in the middle of the field to to at least give the illusion of help. Sadly, Bryce Barringer, he kicked the crap out of the ball on Sunday. <laughs> Seriously, what did he average? Like fifty three and a half yards a kick, and the net was like forty five. Like he was, he was, the punter was good in this game. All right, three down, three duds. Mac Jones, uh, you know, wasn't good enough. Had a chance to make some plays. Uh, you know, there was the interception, um, which, you know, I wanted to bring up that the interception, I think to me is like a microcosm. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or later, if we have enough time. Do it now. Okay. Go. Uh, it, it's sort of like a microcosm of where this team is right now, because I, I think this was a specific game plan call by Billy, Billy O'Brien in the red zone. Like, you know, this is going to work. And you could see it has three levels to it. Okay. So you have. Douglas with the, the, the late motion, and he goes out into the flat. Then you have Bourne on the second level, and then you have Parker on the third level. So, you know, it should work. There should be something open at some point. But a couple of things to me that I saw in film, and I don't know if this is right. I don't know what the call is, how they're teaching it. But first of all, Mac Jones's play fake or the little fake to Demario Douglas was, was crappy. He never does those things well. Bailey Zappi is much better at selling those fakes. Mac, it's just, you know, it's part of his jittery persona where he just, he makes his fake. Nobody falls for it. So it's a bad fake. Then once he's done with the fake, Kendrick Bourne 
isn't ready for the pass, where if he's ready, then I think Mac throws it right to him, puts it right on him, and then they go. But he's not ready, and he goes to the sideline, which doesn't make much sense to me. And the other part of it was, so Parker's on this vertical route, and he runs. The the, the Dolphins look like they're in too deep safety. They don't change. It looks like too deep. He runs right into the safety, which you don't usually see with a Patriots receiver. To me, if that's a if that's a post corner, if he goes to the corner on that, Ramsey has to respect the vertical, and that's what you're trying to put a defender in a bind there. Nobody was in a bind. Right, because Parker ran right to the safety. He ran right to the safety, so he just let him go. So yeah. that there's no choice for Ram. Ramsey just sloughs off and, and defends Bourne. But if, if Parker runs a post corner there, then Mac Jones reads Ramsey. If he goes with the vertical, then he throws it to Bourne. If he stays with Bourne, then he throws the corner, which they might have a touchdown. So to me, that is just emblematic of this offense where it is. There's There's broken pieces or just not good enough. The quarterback play fake. Born not being ready at the right time. Parker, I question whether he ran the right route on that. And that's how you end up with a catastrophic play for the uh, for the Patriots. And it happens all the time. So that's Greg's number. But still, sorry, your number one down is yep. Mac Jones. Okay, but the, you think there was systematic problems on that play. All over the place. Okay. I went J.C. Jackson. I thought Miami picked on him all day long. If he'd been covering a me, a me, they would have thrown the ball to me. He sucked in this game. Number two, Greg? J.C. Jackson. I gave him uh, one and a half touchdowns against. He had the you know penalty in the end zone that led to another. Well, he ended up giving up the touchdown on that. Uh, another you know minus pass coverage for 23 yards. He's, uh, yeah, he, he, you don't know what you're going to get with him down to down, whether he's going to be in the right place. Is he going to bite on a play fake? Like he is just very undisciplined on the field. And it's, I would say it's been hurting more than helping in his return so far. Matt Jones, you want me to do this now or later? No. No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. You're hilarious, Matt. <laughs> Again, uh, jo- jokes don't work on me because I'm just not. No, no, it's know. okay. Don't I'm, worry. He has himself to laugh at his own jokes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just never thinking here. I am cracking myself up over here. <laughs> Go ahead, Greg, number three. Uh, Trent Brown with an asterisk. I saw him in the locker room after the game. He He's barely walking on his right ankle. And, you know, he did give up uh, four total quarterback pressures, three hits. Uh, but he is – I got to give the big guy credit, you know, because we've been all over him. We've questioned him at times. You know, he toughed it out on Sunday. He probably shouldn't have been out there, and he was, and I think he did as well as he could. But still But sucked. still not good enough. I went Jack Jones. I thought he was chasing all day, too. I, that's the only time I remember him is when he was behind somebody, and he was a big part of that breakdown on Waddle's touchdown. Okay. Uh, three up, three down in the books. NFL trade deadline coming away in one hour and 14 minutes, call it. Another major trade has just taken place across the NFL. Why don't we hit the sounder just to do it because we're on deadline. This is breaking sports news. Powered by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. On 98.5, the Sports Hub. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. First with it, former number two overall pick, Commander's defensive end Chase Young is being traded to the San Francisco 49ers, likely a mid-round pick in 2024 is the return. Oh, I like that trade. So, I mean, a couple things here. You know, good news for the Patriots. The Commanders have just traded their two best defensive linemen, right? Correct, yes. So... That, that's happening. It's a third-round pick is the return. And then the other thing is just the Niners, their approach. Like, it's really just 
Christian McCaffrey last year, Chase Young this year. I mean, you well, just it's want... an arms race between them, the Eagles. You know, go ahead. No, but I mean, you just want to say all in, but they're like constantly buying. Just buy, yeah, buy, yeah. buy. When are they ever not buying? They just keep stacking. <laughs> it's no, really. Again, think about all they gave up for Trey Lance. Where would all the resources come from? Good question. The, the, the draft picks, the money. Like, you look at here, and you say, well, they don't have any draft picks. They don't have any money. Like, And you look at other teams, it's like this endless well, that's, <laughs> reserve of money and draft picks. The, the, that would be one of the things. If, if I was czar of the Patriots, one of the first things I would do is say, we are bringing in the most uh, – advanced cap analytics guy because i think that's oh, hire another me. what <laughs> no, hire me. it's no, easy it, no, no, no. It, it's not complicated greg it's it's about ownership wanting to spend that's all that that is Will you don't let do- me get this out no yeah, no no because i'm no, not but i'm, still, I'm not gonna Bill, let that go no you don't need i'm not talking some about spending rocket scientist to figure out the nfl salary cap no 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 i'm talking about like on a guy's contract that they're gonna get paid bill never moves the freaking money around he could do it. He could push stuff in the future because, years. Greg, to do that, you have to pay a guy now. And you know this. The way to move money, the way to move cap money is to guarantee money in the short term. So you spend short term to spread out the cap hits. Your owner has to want to do that. But it's the same money. He's just getting it up front. And, yes, you it's can you can pick on the crafts and call them cheap all you want I'm without calling them cheap. It's, it's not a complicated mechanism. You just have to want to do it. It's It's simple. Yes, but the Patriots never do it. Because, so you're saying so like ownership a, has said, you know, we're never doing that. I've I've asked them point blank about this. I know they're not telling you the truth. <laughs> it's simple as that. All you have to sacrifice is cash flow. It's simple. Will you like you will sacrifice you just short term? Let me cash make flow. my point, please. As simple as that. Well, it's all right. It's wrong because you're. That's fine. Just let me say it. Go ahead. Okay, no. and you can make fun of me the next day when I'm not no, here, which ahead. you normally do. Go ahead. Big we'll do boy. it. Okay. Today, the Patriots never do any cap analytics. They are leaving another weapon on the table in terms of building a modern day team, and whether that's the owner or the uh, the coach, GM, in concert or one of the other, it needs to change. It's definitely both. I mean, I agree with that. Thank you for letting me get my point out. I don't think Bill wants to give short-term guaranteed money to the players any more than the Crafts do. It's not only that. You you can point at the Crafts all you want, but when you have a head coach who in 1993, and Mike Lombardi has told this, this story about how he refused to pay a tackle, and he said, the reason I have a hard time giving that guy making more money than me. 30 years ago, Bill was saying that. So you can point at the crafts all you want. I'm pointing you at, have a head coach I'm, who never gives anybody $20 million. Why? Because that's what he gets paid. Brady's the only guy who has done it. He's never going to pay anybody over him, ever. And you can point at the owners all you want, but these are two indisputable facts that have to do only with Bill Belichick. I'm pointing at both. I'm pointing at both. Someone has to, because all you guys let the ownership off the hook constantly. I'm at least pointing to both. Long commercial-free segment is next. Dot org. Hey, Mike. Michael Felger. Real good talk on grass earlier there, buddy. Don't be afraid to do that on your own time. Tony Maserati. I don't remember Brady squeezing anybody's grave. Felger and Maz on the Sports Hub. Douglas motions in from the left. Jones no. takes it to him. Throws it to the far sideline. Picked off. Are you kidding Get passed down the right side by Jalen Ramsey. 30. 35. 40. 45. 50. Ramsey hurdles. Douglas continues down the sideline. All the way to the end zone. For Miami, though, they're going to say he stepped out of bounds on the 40 of New England. What an absolutely dog of a throw by Mac Jones. Careless, late, lazy, ball hung. 
misread. I, I can't come up with any more adjectives to describe that. It's just a bad, awful dog throw. Well underthrown, Kendrick oh, Bourne down the left side. Cute. Easy pickings for Jalen Ramsey Moving in his first ball. game for the Miami Dolphins. I didn't even say it before the snap because you're in field goal range. I almost wanted to say, don't make the stupid mistake. Don't take a sack because I thought, you know what? Maybe we're past that. Thank God, aren't you? So there's that interception in question, as promised. Right back to your phones here with the big fella, uh, Will in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Will. Afternoon, fellas. I want to piggyback off Greg's thoughts at the beginning of the day. Uh, like Rose said, they're probably not doing anything before four. And if Bill is running the deadline, I don't trust the moves he might hypothetically make. It wouldn't matter if they were buying and traded for Devontae Adams or any playmaker. That's not going to make this team sniff the playoffs. And if they want to sell, they have no one on the roster who could get them real draft capital. Even if they did, I don't trust Bill to use that capital in a proper way come draft time. I feel nothing but pessimism on Bill's ability to be a good GM these days. What do you think, Piggy Boy? Okay, so well, he's uh, lost your faith. He's lost a lot of our faith. But you, you know, the... The uh, costs are, you know, down. Chase Young is an elite, you know, high-end defensive line. He went for a third-round pick. Yeah. So you have the cap. You said we don't have anything anyone want. All these teams want are mid-round picks. So you have that. You have to be willing to make a financial investment or willing to part with that draft pick. And so you do. You have the ammunition if you want to trade for someone. Obviously, they're not going to, you know, trade for a rental, which I think Chase Young is. Is he up at the He's end of the year? He's up at the end of the year, yeah. yeah so they can Both of them are him and Sweat. So, you know, the, you know, you can franchise those players, keep them for an extra year. You have exclusive rights to negotiate with them for the next whatever couple months. So, like, they're not, they're not uh, renting anybody, but they have the capital to go sign a player, either with term or with exclusive negotiating rights to give them term if they want to do that. So, like, I don't know why you would say that. They have third-round picks just like everybody else does. They don't want to invest in the roster. I mean, that, so this, again, goes back to the, the desire of the coach and the front office ownership to make those kind of moves, to bring in those kind of players, spend the kind of capital it would take to have those kind of players, draft capital, money, guaranteed money, upfront money, you know, spend now to push out cap hits. Like they got to be willing to do all of that and they're not willing to do it. A uh, couple things on these, you know, trades that, that, that went down and, you know, sort of why they're, they're getting so much for them. Okay. So, you know, Montez sweat, He's 6'6", 245. His, at com. his valuation is $16.4 million. Chase Young is 6'6", 265. His valuation is $18 million. Josh Uche, when you, you know, draft an undersized edge guy, 6'2", 250. His valuation, and a lot of it has to do with playing time and things like that, $4.6 million. Hmm. So... You know, these guys, these teams are paying a premium for, even though their contract situation is similar, bigger, stronger guys, uh, you know, who can play every single down. And, you know, Uche, there's a there's a big, you know, you, you there, there's a question mark on whether he can do that. All right. Uh, we got two hours to, well, I don't, why don't we let Jim Murray uh, tell the story here. Kevin, if you could, please. And it's one hour. 
One hour. Excuse me. One hour until the NFL trade deadline. But not, I got an idea. Here's a great deal. They trade Bob Moore because they can get more. It's right in his name. You hear me, Bernard? Huh? Makes sense. So, with these bigger names going off the board, you think Uche like, is like the secondary consideration and he should be getting some interest, huh? Yeah, I think he should be. You know, if Chase Young went for a third, though, it's that's tough. That's, well, well that's and, a, and so Sweat went for more, huh? Sweat went for a second and something, right? He did. He went for a second, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, Uche is going to be very specific to a team that, you know, plays 4-3, is okay with undersized ends, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh you know, I do think that market is a little bit limited. But look, you know, the chances of him I don't care about I don't care about what actually comes back. Is this guy going to be here next year? Yes or no? No. <laughs> Are you going to sign free agents that offset anybody who leaves? No. Yes. Yes, probably. <laughs> no, no, they probably So don't. trade him for anything or else you're getting nothing. So you're keeping him here for what? Culture. To win a few more games, culture, culture. You don't give up. You try and win games because yeah, well, that's who you are. I was in that locker room on on Sunday, and you know I think it's it's teetering. There's there's a lot of frustration that's setting in with this team, and I think part of it has to do with, you know, and Bill has admitted that. I you know I know this is a tough place to play, and we ask a lot of you, and you you hear guys come in here from the outside. It's like you know most teams don't practice this hard. They don't. They, we don't do this stuff, you know. But here it's hard. That was okay when you were making the AFC Championship game every year and winning Super go to Super Bowl every, you know, two or three years. You know, when you're two and six and, you know, what are they now? I think they're four I think they're four and eleven in their last fifteen games or something like that, and six and eleven in their last seventeen games, which they're headed for a six and eleven season again. That's what they are right now. It's a little bit harder, you know, I think the guys are frustrated, you know, not only with some of the things going on in the team, but just man, we're putting in all this work for what? What are we getting out of it? It's a big boy Tuesday, literally. Yeah, the big boy from uh, the Boston Sports Journal, Greg Bedard, alongside Big Jim Murray, Joe Dirt, over there in the uh, update studio. That's right, Felger Rock and Roll. <laughs> Maz and I are going as Felger and Maz. Yep. Simple costumes today. Yeah, good job, guys. No commercials, just an update. When we come back, a member of the Patriots organization today, and I'm not talking about Perillo, gave us insight into who's calling the shots right now. You'll hear that sound. We'll react. Continue with your calls here on a Deadline Tuesday right after Murray's 90-second update. No commercials. Here's the latest. Get great fall savings on all your home care and entertaining needs during the Fall Home Care event at Shaw's and Star Market. Head into Shaw's and Star Market and get deals on products like Clorox disinfecting wipes, Swiffer wet mopping cloths, Lysol all-purpose cleaner, Swiffer wet jet mopping pads, Mr. Clean multi-surface cleaner, or Lysol power toilet bowl cleaner. Visit Shaw's or Star Market or head into your local store for more details. Offers expire October 31st. Restrictions apply. 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100. 
and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. B-Pod Studios. The Felger Mass Podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The Sports Hub. To me, the whole thing with the finger under between the legs, antiquated, archaic, and weird. I mean, the whole thing is freaking silly. It's Felger and Maz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. First, I know you've spoken before about the elevations for the practice squad as, you know, being a Matt and Bill decision. Uh, do you have any input as we close in on the trade deadline today? Are you involved in any any of those conversations? No, I'm not really. I'm not involved. I, I um you know, coaches coach, personnel does personnel, um, and you know, Bill's in charge of it all. I, I'm not involved in those those discussions. I um, I think during the draft or free agency in the off season, you know, as coaches, we get involved in that, and certainly we we evaluate our own players post game and things like that. But no, I'm not, I'm not involved in those in those discussions. That was Bill O'Brien. Was that not the answer that I heard earlier? Did I hear something else? I thought he had said it's Bill and Matt and Bill's ultimately in charge. Did he say, was that that answer? Did I get another answer in there? No, that was basically it. Or, or so, you know, I'm sorry. Did I just zone out? Did he just say that? Yeah, he did. Okay. He said, yes, he yes, said, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Would you, Kevin, would you give that to me one more time, please? I'm sorry. Just his answer. You high, Felga? Yeah, I might be. No, I'm not really. I'm not involved. I, I, um, you know, coaches coach, personnel does personnel, um, and you know, Bill's in charge of it all. I, I'm not Thank involved. Okay. in Okay, Bill's in charge of it all. There you go. Okay, I, acid flashback there. I don't know how <laughs> I missed that because uh, I heard that earlier. I'll do it. Bill's in charge of it all. Okay, so I mean, that's sort of what I'm. I'm asking here, Greg. I'm just curious. You know, we all think that Bills had some power peeled away from him. Uh, at the draft uh, between macro I mean and I'm not talking about full control but somewhere in there it feels like there's been a reorganization you know Kraft talking about collaboration and whatnot and now given the way the season is gone and given the future I don't know how you could give Bill Belichick carte blanche to do what he wants when he might not even be a part of the future so I think it's sort of a relevant question now exactly who's calling the shots and you know I thought it'd be fun to ask Bill just to see what the answer would be so maybe we'll get that this week. Uh, I don't know if we don't get it. Maybe it's time to jump on a conference call and just ask a straightforward question to Bill and see if he'd answer it or see how he'd answer it, just to have it out there. But, you know, Bill O'Brien said it right there. Bill's in charge of it all. Do you think that's Bill O'Brien just servicing his boss, Bill Belichick, or do you think Bill Belichick really, truly is still in charge of it all? I really, truly believe Belichick's in charge of it all. And I, on the draft, I think that Bill just agreed to take more input and to go more side more with the scouts recommendations than, you know, he used to, you know, his gut, his buddies, you know, all that stuff. And that got them into this mess. And so I think Bill just agreed to, yeah, you know, we'll go with more of the consensus in the room than just me. I think that's the only thing that's changed. And I think, you know, Bill has complete control. I think it's written into his contract and, you know, he's, He's going to stick to that, and if the Patriots want to breach it, then we'll see what happens. Okay. so But how do you let him have carte blanche again tonight, today, the next 51 minutes, uh, if 
you know, he's keeping players because he's chasing Shula, but that's not in the best interest of the organization. You know, Uche is going to help him win a couple more games, just mm-hmm. for example. Uche is going to help him win a couple more games. And if Bill ain't going to be here, he doesn't care about the comp pick or whatever pick you're getting back for him. So, like, isn't that a conflict of interest right there? Sure. But there's this is this is the the corner they pointed them painted themselves into. I mean, they gave Bill, you know, total control. It worked wonders for a very long time, and I don't think the the crafts have much recourse. I mean, they you know like the only way it's changing is if they step in and say, you know, Bill, you're doing this. Or they order, you know, macro, and then all of a sudden you have infighting, you know, and contract squabbles and going to court and things like that. But outside of that. Bill can do whatever he wants to do because he has earned that. He has that in his contract, and that's what he's going to do. Okay. We'll see how that all plays out. Mark and Easton, let's get, grab a few calls here before we do 10 questions with Greg. Uh, Mark, go ahead. How you doing? Greg, last week I asked you if Matt Jones looked like A.J. Feely to you like he does to me. I'm glad to see that you see it my way. Um, with that being said, last night with the Raiders and Sunday with the Titans should show us that a weapon is not what we need at the deadline. Everything needs to go. Demonte Adams is ready to quit playing football because his quarterback is so bad. And on the flip side, Will Levis goes in, and all of a sudden DeAndre Hopkins isn't worthless. So if I'm the Patriots, I look at this year, we got two wins, a quarterback that can't throw outside the numbers, an offense that's shot to hell with injuries. Uche got to go. Zeke's getting calls. Okay, you just can't give me too much. Do you want to comment on any of that? You mentioned like 10 things. Um, You know, I'll just say that, like, I don't think – Outside of an all-time great, and you don't know until you know on those guys, I don't think a quarterback is an elixir. Like, I don't think, you know, Will Levis was the, you know, reason why the Titans won this weekend. You know, they there were probably a bunch of other things. They probably ran the ball well. They probably protected well. And the Patriots don't do any of those things at this point. The Raiders don't do any of those things at this point. They can't run the ball. Josh Jacobs looks has looked heavy to me. It, you know, he is not the same guy. He does not have the same okay, second well, I, level. I'm going to ask you more about the Raiders here coming up in a second. But, okay. uh, you know, he said all these things about the Patriots. So I, I, I don't know. Again, when you give me 12 different things, I don't know what to answer to. Just quickly, the idea that they need to blow it all up and not get weapons is stupid. I mean, like, you know, can, can we at least can you start somewhere? Start with weapons. You might have a quarterback that can actually distribute the ball at least a little. Start with weapons. And the blow-it-all-up thing is stupid. Trade the whole roster and start from scratch and be an expansion team? Like, it's just silly. Jason and Easton. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Greg, if you think that the Patriots' offense itself, like you're saying that it's extinct, is it is it salvageable if they just actually spent some money and got some real weapons? And if it is truly like a thing of the past and it's extinct, is it worth – you know, keeping Mac around because you're going to need a new offensive coordinator to, you know, have a different offense next year. Now okay, so I think he okay. said, I'm sorry to cut you off. I think he said it's not extinct. Right. I said, you know, you, you couldn't help but watch, especially the Raiders and the Patriots uh, on Sunday and not have the first thought of, is this offense done? Like, you know, have, has, the, off, has the, the rest of the league figured it out? You know, but then I, you know, to think more about it, I, I don't think that's it. I think it's, I think this is a, this is an offense that's predicated on the offensive line. And you don't need to have great talent, but you better have great coaching up there. And I do think this is where the limited practices come into play and has hurt the Patriots. Like, I think I think you need to be able to run the ball. You need to protect. And both teams and the Giants, both of them, all of them can't do that. And that's that limits the passing game. I, I don't think it's the system because 
the system, the beauty of this offense is when you do have a good offensive line, when you do have, you know, somewhat productive weapons, whether, you know, Welker, Gronkowski, James White out of the backfield, when you have certain pieces and a functional offensive line, this offense has answers built into it when you have a quarterback that knows what they're doing. And I think yeah. Mac Jones after last year, what happened last year, and Jimmy Garoppolo coming back into the system after being away for so long, these are got not guys who are masters of the offense yet. And all of that is is combining to make both offenses look like a mess. So, Greg, I'm not picking on you. Yeah. Like, but this is my point with the Patriots. You just said when you have a pretty good offensive line – when you have talent and when you have a pretty good quarterback or something to that effect, they have none of it. They have none of it. This is my issue. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. blaming you. I'm yeah. saying they've let the thing rot. Right. They're, they're, you can't make a judgment on anything because it has deteriorated so badly. They have none of those things. And what's more alarming than that is that they don't want to invest into the roster to fix it. I don't understand that. I'm not, I'm not no, 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 no. I, I think you're. I think you're entirely correct. I mean, you know, it's got to be one or the other. It, it shouldn't be that hard for Bill to look at the roster and be like, okay, so you know, when were we good on offense, and and you know, how did things function? And you look back to 2007. I mean, you know, they had Moss on the outside, they had Welker on the inside. Um, you know, they had a good offensive line. They had, you know, they had all this stuff. You know, you look at recent years. You know, you have you have to have pieces. You have to have guys. You know, some sort of guy like Gronkowski or Randy Moss dictating coverage. Then you need to have somebody in the in the interim. You know, in the middle part of the field, like Welker or Edelman. Um, yeah, Welker or Edelman. You know, getting open quickly. And then you need an outlet with James White. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm sick of watching Ramondre Stevenson not get open in the flat when he does catch the ball. Like, just Bill has let everything – Edelman was having injury problems. He didn't do anything about that. Gronkowski wanted out. He wanted to be traded. Never did anything about that. Had to go sign Hunter Henry. He never replaced James White. Like, what do you expect when you don't replace talent and come even close to replacing the talent? What do you think it's going to look like on the field? Not having a third down back is insane. It, it is. is. ridiculous. Guys who have written this, you know, and really a pure slot. I mean, after that, that lineage of – Kevin Falk and mm-hmm. even um, Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen, I was just going to say. Shane Vereen, Danny Woodhead even, you know. Uh, and uh, obviously James, James White, White. Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis. Like, you just got so fat at that position between that and your slot. It was like the engine of your offense. And then you don't have anything. You don't like, I mean, you had Jacoby Myers. You didn't want to pay him. I mean, you something. Like, so it's insane. And those Especially the third down back. Not expensive. Not a hard position. Not expensive. Every college now is throwing to the running backs, and they're all passing game players. It's not that hard to find, and they don't have a guy. They keep bringing back this Ty Montgomery. Why? And he's never out there. You never see him play. And that is insane. The Versatility. They, that they let that. I mean, how many? He sucks at three positions. Wasn't oh my it God. the last two Super Bowls? I mean, or at least a couple Super Bowls. Like, James White was like the offense. Like, he helped make Tom Brady. Okay, so you don't have stuff down the field. Just check it down to James. Okay, He'll make to, somebody miss. We have to break. Ten questions with Bedard right after this. What's the best path to a better career? Education. It can change your opportunities, your income, your future, everything. But if you think you have to quit your job to get a certificate or degree, here's something you need to know. Cambridge College is designed for busy adults. Their classes are held nights, weekends, remotely, or online. 
Plus, they're among the most affordable colleges in the area. To find out why thousands of professionals choose Cambridge College every year, visit cambridgecollege.edu. cambridgecollege.edu. Supply. Ready or not, it's more Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, 10 questions around the league. 10 minutes with Greg Bedard. Got to stay on time. Kevin, what are our buzzer options? They got a bag for a coach, and they got a bag for an owner. Okay, there we go. Next. Porzingis. Porzingis. Next, please. Particularly Admiral Danny and Quincy. I mean, or as most people know him as Bill Belichick's personal dumpster. Thanks, no, shit, he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite call ever, right there. Yeah, pretty vile uh, week of calls. Go ahead. They're a disgrace. It's disgusting. And I'm bang, bang, bang. Oh, bang. He oh, got three in. Wow. Open season here on Felgram. As next. Badad, 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 nice. badad. <laughs> that was the last that. one. Okay, hit it, Kevin. Badad, 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 badad. Trade deadline theme. What's been the uh, coolest trade of your lifetime? Most interesting, I mean, and that is any sport, any teams. It's always going to be Herschel Walker trade for me. I mean, it was just, it was humongous. It was stunning. And it basically created the Cowboys dynasty. Wayne Gretzky. I got to go Gretzky. I just think that that was a barrier breaker. It was like an iconic landmark deal. If Wayne Gretzky, what everybody said that day was, if Wayne Gretzky can be traded, anybody can be traded. It changed the whole business forever. I thought about going with that, but most interesting to me, it was Ditka sending the Saints' whole draft in 99 to the Redskins for Ricky Williams. It was just so wacky. It still is. It obviously didn't work out, but it blew me away. Next. It's disgusting, and I'm Bang, bang, bang. He got three in. Wow. What's the best trade in Patriots history, Greg? Wes Welker. Uh, you know, they basically fleece the Dolphins, save him, gave him away, and uh, he was a great player here. Bill Belichick, how do you how do you go back on that one? I mean, that was that was worth everything you gave up for him. He completely altered the franchise along with Brady. Don't get me wrong, but you said trade Belichick, stealing Randy Moss from the Raiders for a fourth round pick. I know it didn't end up in a championship, but it was fun and hell for a time. Fun as hell for a time. Okay, I'll I'll just give you one that is uh, been lost to history, and it, it it you you look like chumps because this player went on to win. Multiple Super Bowls. But in 1976, you traded... Go ahead, Mass. No, no, no. I, I, I know Jim Plunkett. Yeah, you traded Jim Plunkett uh, for the following. You traded Jim Plunkett for three first-round picks. You got two first-round picks in 1976. You got another first-round pick in 1977. And then you got a second-round pick in 1977. So you got... Three firsts and a second, and then a quarterback named Tom Owen, who actually played for you, yep. for Jim Plunkett. I know Jim Plunkett went on and won Super Bowls, but that's how you built that whole seventy mid-70s team that was phenomenal. Between Mike Haynes and Pete Brock and Tim Fox and Ray Claiborne and Stanley Morgan and like all those guys, that was the Plunkett trade that set you up for that team. Now, you never won anything, but that was because Plunkett was beaten down at the time. It was a great trade at the time. Next. Particularly Admiral Danny and Quincy. I mean, or as most people know him as Bill Belichick's personal 
Dumpster. Thanks, oh, guys. Okay, oh, said that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst trade in Patriots history? Oh, Muhammad Sanu. What a joke. Second round pick for eight games and 26 catches. I mean, it just god awful. 1990, the Patriots had the number three pick in the draft. They traded it to Seattle for numbers eight and ten. Number three ended up being Cortez Kennedy, defensive tackle who went to the Hall of Fame. With eight, the Patriots took Chris Singleton. At ten, they took Ray Agnew. In between them at number nine was Richmond Webb, who made seven Pro Bowls for Miami at left tackle. They could have added a Hall of Fame defensive tackle or made the trade and still gotten a Pro Bowl left tackle. Instead, they got two bums. I don't mind the trade. It's the execution of the trade. It was a garbage trade. They take the horse at number three. Two top ten picks for one. Take the horse at number three. I say not getting nearly enough back for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it was reported at the time the Browns would have given up four first-round picks to obtain him. Instead, they got a second-round pick back for him. That's brutal. And looking back at it, it's kind of a fireable offense. No, no. Cleveland wasn't going to give them four first-round picks. They were going to give them their first-round pick. Yeah. A first round. Well, I mean, I mean, Schefter had that clip or whatever it was. He wouldn't take him four number ones or whatever the hell it was. They could have got more for him. Absolutely. They were offered more for him and turned it down. Next. Porzingis. Porzingis. Give me the most interesting, somewhat realistic trade that should happen across the NFL today. Mac Jones to the Raiders for Garoppolo. Ooh, good one. Ugh. Saquon Barkley to the Ravens. I heard them talking about this this morning. It makes all the sense in the world. The Ravens need a running back. He's an all-purpose, big-play kind of player, would really enhance their offense. They gave up a big pick for Roquan Smith last year. Do the same thing the Niners are doing. Go all in. Go get Barkley. Or, for that matter, go get Derrick Henry. A bigger need for Baltimore is a wide receiver because they have Zay Flowers and Trash. So a first and a third to the Raiders for Devontae Parker to Baltimore. Next. Or they got a bag for a coach. Oh, and they got a bag for an owner. <laughs> So, I'm sorry, you guys were saying something? I meant Devontae uh, Devonte Adams. I said Parker. No, yeah, they don't yeah. want Devontae yeah, Adams. No, no one wants him. <laughs> they want Adams. Yeah. Uh, number six, the Pats were obviously involved in two of the more high-profile coaching trades in NFL history. Parcells to the Jets, Belichick from the Jets. Give me a good coaching trade now. Who should go where and for what? Bill Belichick to the Panthers for Brian Burns, the edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like him. Who uh, Who? Mac Jones cheap-shotted, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Tried yeah. to rip off his ankle. And, and the thing is, is like it would have to be – they would have to write it in his contract that uh, Tepper has to like leave or something because he's so involved. He has these meetings. like Bill's never going to do that. But you know, it, this reminds me of like when you know Jimmy and Jerry got together with the Cowboys. Like you know, Jimmy was able to sideline Jerry for so long, but then Jerry took over. But Tepper, at this point, he's like at this point they sold out for a quarterback. They got the quarterback that they wanted to. They went up to number one. That's not working. At some point, he's going to be like, "Well, I just got to find the coach." And so why not go get Belichick? The best that there is. Sean McVay to the Patriots for a first, second, and third staggered over two or three years. Oh, we think alike. Sean McVay to the Patriots for two first-round picks and Mac Jones. He'd never live here. He's not leaving the beach for this place. Well, then you want to like my trade. Sean McVay to the Buffalo Bills for (laughs) two first-round picks. Next. Badad, 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 badad. Who's the biggest tool bag in the NFL world right now? The referees, just in general. I mean, these, these games are so poorly officiated and inconsistent. It's just... Like, what the hell's going on? What are we watching every week? Bill Belichick. The emperor has no clothes. Um, with the big boy, the refs, they're out of control. Uh, Brett Favre. Uh, first, he <laughs> steals money from welfare recipients in uh, Mississippi, and then he goes around and sues anyone who says that. 
And uh, McAfee, the puss, clarified his comments to get out of his lawsuit. Shannon Sharp had the lawsuit dismissed by a judge. The judge took one look at it and said, get out of here, Favre, you dirtbag. And so uh, Brett Favre remains yeah, per- perennially the biggest tool bag in the NFL world. Brett Favre, next. They're a disgrace. It's disgusting. And I'm Okay, here's your Raiders question. Sorry, after last night's display on Monday Night Football, where do the Raiders go from here, Greg, quickly? I don't know. I mean, I, they just they have to get the quarterback playing better. I mean, he left. Yes, they had terrible yardage. But he left, like, two or three bombs to Devontae Parker, like, on the field. Like, he hits those. They have, like, 350 yards of offense and more touchdowns, and they might win that game. But I don't know. The Jimmy is just not comfortable. He's not playing well in that offense right now. I have no idea where they go, but it's probably one spot ahead of the Patriots. Fire everyone. It's a dumpster fire out there. Next. Porzingis. Porzingis. What's the best team in the NFL right now? After watching the Dolphins defense on film with Ramsey there and now, you know, Fangio's been there for half a season now. I think it's the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are really good. I thought they were a lot more competitive against the Eagles than people want to give them credit for. I do wonder whether this offense can travel in the winter in the playoffs if they have to do that. But I think the Dolphins, I think they're ter- terrific right now. Philadelphia with an honorable mention, too. Uh, I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I what you're pointing at. I thought he was going to say Baltimore. No, no, no. I think Jacksonville, 5-0 and in October. They're winning on the road. They're winning at home. They're winning across the pond against the Bills. They got a... They look like a solid football team with a good quarterback that's not screwing it up. That can change on a dime with me, obviously, but for now I'm going with the Jags. Next. They got a bag for a coach, and they got a bag for an owner. If you had to dress up Halloween, if you had to dress up as one NFL figure tonight for Halloween, who would it be? Uh, Andy Reid, just because, I don't know, I find the guy, like, lovable, and he looks funny, and he's he's got the tool belt and the headset and the, the Cheesecake Factory menu. I don't know. I just, I enjoy him. He makes me laugh when I look at him. I would go as the owner of the New England Patriots. However, uh, 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 there's a possibility uh, uh, I'd go as Pete. Go to Home Depot, buy yourself a trash can, paint it silver and black, put a tent on it, get inside of it, boom, you're Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what? Actually, what I would do, I I would dress up as the Patriots' Gillette Stadium Schmenzer (laughs) and, you know, have a sign that says, like, Providence... Foxborough, love it. Boston, something like that. Love it. Next, last one. Badad, 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 badad. What's your least favorite part of Halloween? I don't know. I, I love Halloween, but I can't eat the candy anymore. I'm just gonna get fat. Like once I once I have a piece of candy, like I'm not gonna stop. Preach. Girl. So I can't I can't eat the candy. I hate it. I just want to pig out, but I can't. So it's frustrating. Adult costume parties. Oh my god, <laughs> hate them. Despise them. A bunch of Felger loves them. I think you look like a bunch of freaking spoons. This is so real. Would get dressed up? She no, uh, it, 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 it doesn't matter. Go ahead. My bad eyesight. I'm so annoyed that I had to do it that I don't even want to talk about it. Go ahead. My bad eyesight. These last couple of years, driving home from here when it's dark and everyone's trick or treating, I'm. It's like feels like it's all a matter of time before it's flattened little ghosts. Like I'm terrified driving home at dark and everyone's out trick or treating. I can't see crap now when I drive at night. Okay, I'm not. I'm not even going to comment. You don't want to hear from me. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, how, how much longer we got to go here, Kev? What do we got? Thirty minutes until the NFL trade deadline. But uh, why is nothing happening? Why is this Mac Jones still here? I don't want to see this kid every Sunday. He sucks. He's a loser. Send him out of here, Bernard. 
officially 27 minutes to go into the NFL trade deadline. All the breaking news here first. Here's the very latest. There have been some moves that do affect the Patriots that have been executed around the league. Again, the very latest from Jim in the headlines, and we're right back with you. Join Planet Fitness and get the PF Black Card. Access 2,000-plus locations and bring a friend. $1 down, $24.99 a month. Join in club or online and get the PF Black Card today. See club for details. This is how Boston sports fans drive home. Oh, my God, please. Well, listen, yelling at each other. Those people should plot in hell. Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Second and ten. Hutchinson on a stunt. He gets picked up. Wide open and overthrown is Devontae Adams. And Jimmy Garoppolo will be thinking about that on the flight back to Las Vegas tonight. Oh, a couple of them now because Devontae Adams puts a double move on Cam Sutton. And Sutton thinks that he's going to he's going to run a dig route. And instead, you see Sutton's going to he's going to jump it, maybe get an interception and it's a couple missed balls that they've had. Garoppolo can't believe it. And all Josh McDaniels can do is shake his head. Yeah, that's that's the frustration that comes with playing the way that the Raiders have all season on offense. You guys want to follow up on the Raiders thing? I know, Jim, you have some thoughts. I just, Garoppolo's just trash. He plays like a scared puppy behind the line even when he has time i don't remember him being this jittery is it just all the injuries that have that have caught up to him and it just i watch a game like last night and i you know it's very rare that i feel bad for a player because of the situation i know that Devontae parker actually chose this he was a free agent he chose to leave green bay he thought he was going to end up playing with the guy he played college with and Derek carr and he kind of had a fast one pulled on him there Got a ton of money, but you can tell he's miserable. So I feel bad for him. Like other guy, Calvin Johnson, when he used to be with the the Lions, like get that guy out of here and get him on a good team. They're just a complete mess, and it doesn't matter what talent you have. If your quarterback blows as bad as Garoppolo does right now, it doesn't matter about your weapons. You're sunk with a guy like that. So here are my thoughts on sort of Garoppolo, Mac Jones, you know the the quarterback in this system. That I'm starting to believe that. You know, and I know the people internally, whether it's Bill or Josh, they would point to Matt Castle's year or Garoppolo's record. You know, Jacoby Brissett. You know, what have you? Right. You know, it, to delude themselves into not thinking this. But you know, Jimmy and Mac basically look and are playing the same exact way right now. And I do think a lot of it is the offensive line. That if the offensive lines were better, these guys would be settled. But I also think that I think that the coaches underrate how much they put on the quarterback in this system and that they think that everybody can do it. Well, just follow along. This is, this is what you do. ABC. Like this is how you do. No. And I, I just think that Brady was that special that Brady could do all these calculations and, and understand the pass rush and all this and make it work, make it look right. Where these guys who are just, Average quarterbacks, average to good quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones, they just can't do it because it's it's too much on their plate. It's too much is being asked of them, and only one person could do it. I mean, how many people have failed in the system if we start adding in receivers? Like, again, it's it's. I just think it's too hard to do. As Greg says, uh, Bedard's, uh, uh, Brady was the only one who could do it. And just quickly, as it pertains to Devontae Adams and, and Garoppolo, once the receiver starts throwing his helmet and losing trust that the quarterback can get him the ball, it's over. 
It's over. He doesn't believe in the quarterback. I, I don't think you can blame him. Okay, we have a segment to go. I promise a segment to go with Bedard. We'll hear until six. Obviously, we have one segment to go into the NFL trade deadline. So the very, very latest, if anything's happening, it's happening in the next 15 minutes. You will hear it here first. We'll react to it. And I promise you're all lined up for Greg. We'll zip through your calls with the big boy as well in what is aptly our long commercial-free segment, which comes your way right after these words. Unleash your glow at Shaw's and Star Market with your favorite personal care products. Right now at Shaw's and Star Market, get great deals on all your favorite products like Head & Shoulders Base Shampoo, Crest 3D Whitening Toothpaste, Listerine Antiseptic Mouthwash, Sensodyne Sensitivity Fresh Toothpaste, Degree Women Antiperspirant Deodorant, or Soft Soap Liquid Hand Soap. Visit Shaw's or StarMarket.com or head into your local Shaw's and Star Market store for more deals and specific details. Now, more of the show that gets Boston home. Thugger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. We keep blaming Mac Jones for everything. Belichick can't stop this offense. He can't stop Tua. Forget about Josh Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Lamar. He can't stop Tua. Belichick feels like a math genius, and the NFL pivoted to poetry and literature. What do they do well? Tua is 6-0 against Belichick. Waddle and Tyreek both had over 100 yards. And Belichick even got a break this season in a weird way. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Or it would be Josh Allen, Tua and Mike McDaniel and those weapons, Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and Mac Jones. And, and, and no number one receiver or tight end. Uh, and I'd argue no number one back. What does New England do well? Where's the silver lining? Yes, they're 31st in scoring. They're 26 defensively. What do they do well? They are a directionless franchise, and I don't see the hope. They're a directionless franchise, and I don't see the hope. What's too, their identity? Is that too strong, Bedard? <laughs> um, no. No, I don't think so. I mean, look, the only reason I hesitated is because they have had a really bad run of injuries. I mean, they don't have their best defensive player. They don't have their best cornerback. Uh, the offensive line has been in shambles since even before the season started. Um, so I would agree. Between the injuries and the schedule, it not, looks worse than it. They're really not is. this bad. Yes. That's not to say that they're good. Right. I don't think they're good. But I, I, I just but think, I don't think they're the worst team in the AFC. I'll put it to you like that. Right. No, what, I, I what would agree What happened to that. their strength being their depth in the middle of the roster? Well, I always thought that was complete caca to begin with. Because it is. Yeah. yeah, they just had Brady. I mean, they had high-end talent, you know. <laughs> and Bill, you know, pleasured himself with the middle class. And, the, again, the organization pleasured themselves with the middle class because they could take responsibility for that. You see, that's the system. And that's our smart money management. And that's how we manage our roster. And that's why we're smart. So they played it up, but I'm never a big believer in it. I mean, the the thing that Colin Coward just said there, I looked up. 26th on defense. I'm like, that's not right. He's right. They're 26th in defensive scoring. Now, some of that's Jones, okay? But even so, 26th in defensive scoring. That blows. Okay, uh, I, we, we have minutes to go here. Uh, wait, does Murray got one more for us here, Kevin? Let's do that. Minutes to go until the NFL trade deadline. So that's it, huh? Not, nothing's going to happen? They're just going to suck forever now? That's, that, that's great. That's great. Okay. And uh, in keeping, we do have some breaking Patriots news, I guess you could say. 
is breaking sports news. Powered by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. On 98.5, the Sports Hub. Reading from Bert Breer of the MMQB on Twitter, the Patriots listened but are hanging on to young contract year guys Josh Uche, Kyle Duggar, and Mike Nguenu. Also, Breer is told they never got any calls on quarterback Mac Jones or running back Zeke Elliott. Uh, your thoughts, panel? My <clears throat> my thought is this is fine. Get out the effing checkbook then and sign them all. Like, if you lose them, this was stupid. And I'm sick of watching this franchise piss away assets like it has the last five years. Get get the checkbook out, Robert and Bill, and sign these guys. I don't care if it's too much. I don't care. Whatever. Get it done. You didn't get anything for them. You're keeping them here. Write the check. Write a big, fat check right now in the next couple weeks. Extend them. Show show everyone that you have a young core that you're moving forward with, and let's go. Otherwise... Just get out of here. Just retire. Go away. Sell the team. Go coach somebody else. Whatever. Like, have some sort of vision for what you're going to do instead of just, we're going to try to win our next game. Like, do something that actually looks like you have a plan going forward for this franchise. Anthony? Two out of these three won't be here. You know, but it was when we go into 2024. Uche, I guarantee it. So, yeah, I was proven right about the Red Sox trade deadline. Months from now, I'll be proven right about yep. this one. They should have sold. They did nothing. They're not going to resign these guys. It'll all be one big waste. So, I don't care. Meaning, I don't care about the fourth-round pick for Josh Uche. I just, I just don't. And, I, and you know why I don't? Because I don't care about the masturbation that goes on every year at the draft with Bill trading up and down the board. I think it's just grossly overrated. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid, all the draft manipulation they do just to draft someone who sucks. Yep, that's what they do. Okay, so they get off. They get off on the draft value chart and fleecing teams and maneuvering all up and down the board, trying to, you know, hunt value, when if they just sat there and focused more on the actual players, they'd be better off. So I don't care about the extra fourth. I don't care. I want them to sign Duggar. I'll be pissed if they don't sign Duggar. I'll be pissed if they don't sign any of them, frankly. I mean, those are the players they should be building around. But even if they let him go and they replace him with better players and somehow in that process they lose out on a fourth-round pick, I'll be okay with it. I really will. and Because I, I don't want them to tank. I, I don't want them to be that team. And, it, and, oh, by the way, it doesn't really happen. I mean, I think just the dregs of the dregs would do that. And that's the commanders. And that's what the commanders have done today. That's who they are. It's not what you are. Speaking of them, I'm glad you brought them up because I also can't help but laugh at the fact that they actually got calls for their backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, but that's now a few reports I've read now from Breer, Howe, and others, Mark Daniels being another, that the Patriots got no calls on Mac Jones. More interest for Jacoby Brissett at quarterback than Mac Jones. GMs looked around the league and said, nah, he stinks. We're good. Do you believe that that's the case, Greg? Uh, on what? Sorry, I was just. It's okay. <laughs> Jim was just going on his. <laughs> yeah, usual he's going on his little, Mac, you know, stuff. baby, you know, take on Mac. I mean, you know, over I come on, to expect it and, over here on Wright Island. Do you mean? <laughs> I mean, look, they're not. It's not apples and oranges. You're talking about, you know, a guy with, uh, you know, a first round pick that they're expecting, you know, some level of compensation if they trade him. Plus, you have contract control. Jacoby's, you know, much more manageable. You know, it's it's, you know, it's easier to fit him. You know, not only what you're doing financially, but also on your team uh, in terms of being a threat to the quarterback that you have. Okay, so uh, assume the Patriots are, in fact, doing nothing over the next three minutes, as Albert Burr is reporting and seems apparent. 
Now, here we are. This is a team. They are 2-6 and six with nine games to go. The schedule does ease up. What do you expect from this team? What, what should they be doing? What's best for the team going forward, Greg? And what do you think will – I mean, if you had to just predict the final half of this year, what's it going to look like? You know, in my personal opinion, I think that, you know, what's best for this team is that they lose a lot of games and it makes it the decision for Kraft to move on from Belichick very easy. And they start fresh, you know, with a new regime. I don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is the Patriots are going, well, now the the, the receivers are, you know, in disarray with Bourne out for the year. Parker will be out for a while. Not that that's a big loss. And plus, you still have Juju Sanu. You can run out there and do nothing. Um, but anyways, um, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win more games. I think they're gonna get competitive. I think that um, you know Bill O'Brien. You know, people are gonna get used to him. Mac's gonna get used to him. The the offensive line, I think, is gonna get a lot healthier. That's gonna help Mac. And I think everything's gonna look better from here through the end of the season. And that will get everybody, even the Bilbos. Uh, you know, all excited about Bill being back, and they're on they're, they're on the upswing, and look at us for next year and all that crap, even if it will be more of a facade. I agree. I think they're going to have a decent second half. Yep. And uh, there's going to be a debate internally about whether that was legit signs of life, and do we continue to go forward with it? Do we stick with it? Because they had a good second half, and the, the changes what we've made have started to take hold, or is it just a mirage against easier competition? in low-leverage games, and we're going to make big changes. And I think it's going to be a close a close call for the Crafts coming up at the end of the year. That's what I think is going to happen. I mean, they got nine left. B- before either of you spoke, I was thinking four and five or five and four. Yeah, and five and four gets them to seven and ten. Which is unbelievable. And five and four is five and four down the stretch. And there's just, there's just a thing that's going to... N- Gnaw at them that they said, well, we were going to give Bill two years anyway. That was the idea. This year started out bad, but they finished strong. We started to see signs of growth. We started to see things taking shape. The schedule will be easier next year. Just it has to be. And we're going to stick it out one like or, you know, or they'll make the hard call. But it's going to be a close call because they're going to have a decent second half. That's what I think. I mean, if they go five and four and they go seven and ten, they'll keep them. I mean, I, I'm not saying I, I agree. Would. Look, I think Mac Jones is here no matter what because of the contract. It's an easy contract for even even him to be a backup. So he ain't going anywhere. You, you, you're, you're getting another year of Mac Jones. But they will get a better backup option. Like, I think, you know, the way Mac has played outside of the Buffalo game in the last, I don't know, five, six weeks, you would you would replace him if they had a better option. Jim Murray just made a noise over there. Yeah, I said hot. No, I can't wait for it. More of this. I mean, this this is the balls. I just give me more. So hot. Give me more of Bill, Mac, seven wins. Whew, can't wait. Just, I mean, it's just we're, what a great time it is. So the deadline's coming. Going. Do we have a deadline sound or, or are we? No, all, that's we, it. We've hit it. Yeah. yeah. Here. We've hit the deadline, everyone. That suck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, big boy. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. See you guys. Right, Happy Halloween, Greg. Everything Happy that's Halloween. happened or hasn't happened, all the latest right here in the update with Big Jim Murray. I promise you're all lined up. We'll go right to the calls. Don't go anywhere. No commercials here. It's raining in Austin. We're back on All-Star Sports Radio, celebrating their 30th year. Our sportsbook and casino sponsor, BetUS.com, is going big. That's right, Austin. Sports bettors can win a new truck. Get the industry's biggest 1% to 25% sign-up bonus and 
even get up to 30 risk-free bets. Touchdown! BetUS also has a 150% casino sign-up bonus. Blackjack, now you're talking, Austin. They also have live dealers and live betting on sports, including racetrack. Get started today at BetUS.com, where the game begins.